to the Money Mentors Podcast. This podcast is for you. So if you have a retirement question you'd like us to address, reach out to us online anytime at matsonfinancial.com. Some of those tax forms start to roll in toward the end of January. You might be on the ball. You're organized. You're ready to go with that 2022 tax return because you got your spreadsheets ready. But the IRS warns that you really shouldn't rely on getting your tax refund by a certain date, even if you are organized. Isn't it interesting how they can sometimes take their time? And yet, if we take our time paying them, they have a problem with it. Mm. But, uh, I actually thought about that. I'm like, we have a due date, but they don't. <laughs> yeah. right. How nice of them. Right. Oh, so yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, this is one of those things that sounds like it's out of our control. I mean, you send mm-hmm. off your forms and you just wait. But uh, what is it that we can control about our taxes, especially when we're at retirement? Well, what I'm actually doing right now with a lot of clients is as we're having these early year reviews, mm-hmm is I'm taking a look at their total income again for last year and just doing some quick math, working with some of our preferred providers who are tax professionals because I'm a lot of things. I am not a CPA. So, <laughs> and don't want to be. <laughs> exactly. But we're taking these numbers that are known from last year and, sure. and bugging them into some software to see, okay, this is probably where you're going to end up. Tax brackets are changing, so do we have to adjust the withholdings on distributions you're getting? Did we not take out enough? Did we take out too much? Yeah, can we take out less? And making sure that we're being proactive in the first few months around that income and tax planning as we can be, knowing that, okay, we're going to get validation when that tax return is filed. So we'll know, yep, we we're right on course. No, we have to adjust this a little bit or maybe are getting married this year and that's going to change things for you because I've got a couple of clients who are remarrying in retirement and that's going to change what that tax structure looks like as well. So taking into account all of your situations, not only your taxes and your income, but what does that look like from a lifestyle and income planning perspective? And I will say, sadly, we have lost some of our clients last year, some of us lost family members and it was a tough year and obviously it gets tougher as we get older but I want to make sure I have a point here for everybody if you are widowed within this tax year so remember that you would be married filing jointly with your taxes you get to use that tax bracket plus you're gonna have that standard deduction and both of those obviously are more than single So it's very important to structure your situation if your loved one has passed within this tax year. Take a look at it. Take advantage of those tax brackets and things. Maybe there's some conversions or whatever else we can do to plan. But it's an opportunity, right? We're always talking about opportunities. And we Mm -hmm. want to definitely put our best foot forward in helping you with that direction. All right. And, uh, you know, you bring up that issue of passing away. That does not ever become something that we want to talk about at all. But also when it comes to tax planning, too, if you want to leave something to your heirs, to your kids or your grandkids, too, and you're that kind of forward planner, there's a lot you can control about that, too, and, and the kind of tax bill that you leave them in the future, too, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you've saved a lot for retirement, maybe it's through the employer plan and you've been doing it and you've got $2 million sitting in your 401k, when the first of you were to pass, that can go from spouse to spouse without any real taxable consequence and can continue the income over the surviving spouse's lifetime. But what happens when it passes past you to the next generation or what they call a non-spouse beneficiary that's when the IRS starts to lower the boom because 
you have 10 years or your beneficiaries have 10 years to take all that money out. And if they're in their prime working years, mom and dad passed away, maybe they're in their 80s and you're in your 50s, those are your prime earning years where you're probably at the highest income you've ever had Mm -hmm. and now you're having to take money out within 10 years and that's definitely going to throw you into the next tax bracket. So there's a lot of planning that can go into that where even with a small life insurance policy, that's tax-free. You can use things like required minimum distributions or something to pay for that. And now all of a sudden, mom and dad pass away, that $2 million goes to the non-spouse beneficiaries and say it gets taxed at you know 25%. Well, we've set up a life insurance policy that's tax-free benefit to cover those taxes and the non-spouse beneficiaries still retain that money nice. from a dollar-to-dollar standpoint. And I will say, too, because we're talking about taxes, you mentioned RMDs, required minimum distributions. Another thing I'm going to throw out there, too, is remember, you can send a charitable distribution. So therefore, that goes directly to your charity or that nonprofit. They get more money, you save on taxes, and you satisfy that RMD. Yep. So these are things that, once again, not every conversation about money is happy and fun, but no matter how tough those conversations are or how rewarding they are, we here at Matson Financial want to make sure you're armed with that knowledge and can continue your plan. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast.